This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a podcast and radio show for the new evangelization. I am your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we're recording this um, on October 30th, Father. Uh, November is almost here, and this with that comes... Well, I, we've had some, a little bit of snow already. I think we talked about that last week. Is it, is it turning winterish in Brookings? I don't know. went for a nice run this morning outside. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, and before we get into today's topic, which does pertain to the end of... Well, the beginning of November, I guess, more than the end of October. Uh, just a reminder that uh, Father and I love to hear feedback from any listeners, podcast or radio show. And the best way to do that is to email me, Chris, um, at my email address, which is cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. Uh, so I, we are, again, uh, approaching the end of, of this month. And, and, and last week we talked about the the, uh, the 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 solemnity of All Soul All Saints Day, rather, which we'll celebrate here on November first. Uh, the next day, though, November second is is the I don't know if it's I don't know what rank it is Memorial or Feast of All Souls Day, and November is the month that's traditionally devoted to to uh, prayers for the deceased. So thinking of those who have gone before us, and uh, and, and with that comes. Uh, the, the church is teaching on purgatory. And so Father and I, um, last week we talked about the church triumphant, that is the saints who are in heaven. Um, and this week we want to talk about the church suffering, uh, that is the the the, the deceased uh, who, who are in purgatory, the state of purification um, that, that we call purgatory. Uh, and, and oftentimes, Father, it seems like, um, you know, when we're gonna, not going to spend a lot of time, maybe a little bit at the end, but a lot of times when this topic comes up, uh, Catholics Especially those who are who are uh, well formed and, and, and aware of the church's teaching, so oftentimes we're tempted to sort of get into the apologetics and, and prove um, how we know there is a purgatory and 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 refute errors about about the church's teaching on this point. Uh, but we we're going to go a different different direction. At least start and spend most of our time at a different angle, uh, right? Right. Right. Uh, and that is just, there's also a positivity. Uh, I couldn't think of a, when Father and I were talking about the topic uh, before the, I, I can't think of a different word and now it's stuck in my head, but the positivity of the church teaching of purgatory. It's not just a matter of, okay, I'm going to correct other people's mistakes or their, their false ideas about purgatory, but purgatory is, is, is not just a doctrine to be championed. It's a reality that is a gift from God. Uh, Father, why don't you, what, what, why don't you, unpack that a little bit what 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 is purgatory what's the uh, why why is it a good thing that we have it it's a good thing when we think about the holiness that god calls us to um i think when we don't understand purgatory or resistant to purgatory it's when we don't understand what salvation is and and how god desires us to live here and now as his church uh, so often we think of holiness uh, as an absence from sin, right. uh, to be to be free from sin, to uh, not get into arguments with Dr. Bergwald, um, <laughs> to uh, uh, to not make fun of your loyal producer of your uh, 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 of your ignition show, but um, 
but rather it's uh, it's it's more than that. That's just the first step of holiness is the absence of sin, right, Doctor Bergwald? Absolutely, Father. I'm reminded there of uh, of an episode of ignition that we did this summer. Where we talked about I think around the Fourth of July where we talked about freedom and and freedom is not it's not just freedom from um, oppression, but there's also freedom for excellence. So this is seems similar to me that that holiness is not this the absence of something as you were saying, but it's also the presence of of something good. Right, the presence of something good, and that's, and that's the salvation, that's the sanctity, the life God calls us to, is not just the absence uh, from evil, but the presence of good, which is why, uh, like, when you look in the catechism, dear listeners, about the moral life, it's not just a list of, like, don't do this, don't do this, but it's also a list of the virtues, and the talk about grace, and talk about the Beatitudes, things you should do, right, things that you should do. Um, and I think it's, it's it's an important thing to rediscover this teaching and, and maybe using purgatory as a way. And when you talk with people about purgatory, listeners, you can use this as a way as to re-excite their imagination uh, about uh, the goodness and holiness of life. What do you mean by that? How, how, what's the connection there? Well, uh, there's a couple well the, the connection is uh, that purgatory implies uh, that there's more than just a relationship with God going on to get to heaven okay right uh, there's more than just a relationship with God going on to get to heaven but we have to be equipped for that relationship and have certain substantial things in our soul uh, for that so it's not just um, uh, to be free from sin but as we mentioned from that previous uh, episode of ignition uh, around the Fourth of July, but to have true freedom, okay, and to have to have real courage, to have uh, real faith, and not just <clears throat> real faith, real courage. Father said we're all cowards, um, <laughs> but to have uh, amazing courage, to have outstanding faith, to have unshakable hope. You know, right now, I don't know if any of us would say that, uh, could honestly say that uh, we have amazing courage or a few of us, um, and actually those who probably have amazing courage and uh, outstanding uh, hope and uh, astounding faith probably wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, they wouldn't say it about themselves. They wouldn't think it of themselves. No. And so, uh, so that's, that's part of what we're, what we're talking about here is, is this faith, the, these qualities in our souls, faith, courage, justice, love, um, to have these in their fullness is what God desires for us. And we know, you know, when we reflect on these things, we know that we don't have them fully. We don't have them uh, in a pure way. They're, they're, they're cumbered. They're not unencumbered. They're cumbered. They're cumbersome. Right. <laughs> Father talked about cucumbers. Um, faith is cumbersome, he said. <laughs> my faith is exercised in a cumbersome manner. Yes. About that. Yes. So, uh, now, in this life, God desires to purify those things, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) He desires us to experience it in this life, and that is the heart of our spiritual life, is is to be formed, uh, uh, to be pulled away from being the old man to become the new man. 
Yeah, and there I'm reminded of, uh, this is a couple years ago, where we talked about um, a book by then, well, at the time he first wrote it, I think Father Joseph Ratzinger, um, obviously now Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, what it means to be a Christian and, and how it's, you know, it's it's not just, as you said earlier, it's not just about do's and don'ts, but there's that, it's it's for something good. Um, and so with everything you were just saying about faith and 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 hope and, and love and all the other virtues and, and the language that the, that the church uses, we may have referred to last week. You and I talked about it off the air before this episode. Heroic virtue. So we have the, these virtues are present in us, and in an, as you said a moment ago, un, in an un, unencumbered way, or in the language that the church uses, talking about canonized saints in a heroic way, uh, which is another intriguing way to put it. But anyway. Right. And so, uh, but because we, we realize that. Um, because there's a possibility, Dr. Bergwald, I hate to break this to you, there is a possibility that you may not fully and uh, 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 perfectly cooperate with God in this life. Say it ain't so. It's true. It's true. It is so. It is so. And so God has given us purgatory as that place where we can be uh, uh, fully, uh, fully purified of those cumbersome hindrances to our faith, our courage, our uh, our virtue in that way of, of the human being that we that that we can be. So maybe talking about the language of cucumbers that we're using here, uh, it's it, the, our faith. My my faith is weak because it is cumbered by uh, my doubt. Whether you know they're the, the towards the the direction of despair in one hand or presumption in the other, and with all the other virtues, where what it's cumbered by is is a vice that I struggle with, and so. As you were saying, God's desire is that we will be purified of those vices, those things that cumber the the, the virtues heroically um, in this life. But if that doesn't happen, there's a there is a get out of jail free card. Well, not exactly not free. free. Yeah, you're right. There's a get and, out of jail card, right? <laughs> right. And, and just to be clear, dear listeners. Um, we're not saying in any way that that, that Christ uh, wasn't effective for salvation in our life. Absolutely. Right, Christ and his cross are certainly effective for salvation. The teaching of purgatory is that uh, uh, sin and, and the sins that we continue to commit in our life have an ongoing effect in that way of creating new attachments to sin. Right, and that just goes back to a principle that we've talked about before. Um, our cooperation, our cooperation is necessary. God will not free, will not save me without my uh, um, assent. Uh, he will not sanctify me without my assent. I, you know, if I if I want to hang on even to a little venial sin, he will allow that at least during my lifetime. He's he's not going to compel uh, my sanctification. Right, it's freely offered. Right, in that sense, and so purgatory then is uh, so going. So, do you, do you think we've kind of covered this idea yeah. of? Um, uh, salvation and, and the salvation that God desires for us. And, um, and then so we may actually go to purgatory itself then as uh, that experience and that gift of mercy. Well, for maybe, Dr. Burwell, could you explain a little bit more on 
wide as a gift to Brucey. Why would I not want to be in heaven with my cumbersome, uh, <laughs> my my encumbered uh, faith? Uh, because uh, you can't, um, and, and we, we know that a few ways. But but the one, and this is where you know, I talk about talk about topic of purgatory. Um, one of the the scriptural references that I often point to comes in near near the very end of the Holy Bible, um, in in the Book of Revelation. I think it's chapter twenty one, talking about the new Jerusalem, the new heavens, and the new earth, and and, and we're told there. Um, in, in, as John is having this vision, um, the Apostle John, St. John, we're told there that nothing impure shall enter into heaven. Um, so so it's, it's impossible for my cumbering vices to exist in the full glory of God. So, so heaven is, among other ways of putting it, heaven is beholding God in all his glory, uh, being in the presence of God, seeing him, experiencing him, encountering him in his fullness, in his magnificence, um, in, in the, the, the fullness of his love, the love that he is. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, um, I can, the, the, the only, the only beings, the only sort of being, at least personal beings who can bear that, 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 that glory, that complete divine presence, um, are those that are completely unencumbered by sin, uh, of any sort and even at sinful desires as well. So, so in order for me to even be in my being, for me to be before God in, in, in all he is unencumbered, I need to be unencumbered. Does that make sense, Father? I think it makes good sense. And I think, uh, dear listeners, you might think about your own experiences of when God has drawn near to you, you know, and and you have an experience of the closeness of God. There's usually some experience at the same time of our own unworthiness, um, that we ourselves uh, are, in fact, missing uh, something in that regard. Does that yeah, and, and so we have that desire, I mean, to either uh, repent or flee. <laughs> we either right. want to get them. I mean, you know what, right? Oh, most, most certainly. And so then our Lord would not allow us, to, I mean, it would be unbearable. for not, not only does he not allow that uncleanness into heaven, but if you were somehow to be in that presence of God, uh, you, you wouldn't be able to bear it. Exactly. It would be unbearable. Unbearable. Because you are not unencumbered. Unencumbered, unbearable. It's the unday. Unbearability. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, right, so you, you can't be able to, because, again, that, uh, which uh, maybe after we talk about purgatory, maybe if we have time, we could talk a bit about that beatific vision a bit. And sure. A little more. To end on that on that it's, encouraging, inviting note for people. The, it's, all, it's all right, the beatific vision. It's, it's, it's cool. It's pretty neat. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so that's that's purgatory. Uh, we've talked about that idea of purification. So, so what is this purification then? How does how does it go? Yeah, and that's a um, and, and and we'll be able to say some things about that. But one of the things, you know, this is the whole the the, the branch of theology that we're de- dealing with is the the formal word is eschatology. Uh, so, so the what about towels. The, what? <laughs> Um, eschatology deals with with you know what happens at the moment of death and afterwards. So heaven, hell, purgatory, judgment, etc. All these sorts of things uh, fall under the theological uh, the, the the 
theological discipline of eschatology. And and we know some things um, as a matter of, of fact, as a matter of faith, the church teaches certain things formally. Um, and then there's also, with, with some things, uh, pretty commonly held theological opinions, and then there's just some speculation. So it, we know some things about what happens in purgatory. Other things, we, we have a pretty good idea. It's like this, even though we're not completely sure because the church hasn't formally taught it. And then we just make stuff up. Right, Father? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> we try not to We try not to make things up here in ignition. Um, we do our best uh, that way. So, yeah, but what, what happens here, uh, you know, so what, what can we say that we are sure of? Um, that, that we are, pur- purgatory is where we become unencumbered, uh, to use our word of the day. Uh, we should have a little bell. Tim, work on that. Our, our producer extraordinary. Yeah, he's, he's nodding. Sure, I'll, whatever you say, Chris. I'll get right on. Yeah. Um, but but that's purgatory. We're purged. We're cleansed, purified of the things that prevent us from entering into God's glory, as we were just speaking about. So so the either the, 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 the venial sins that we've committed, uh, sins that weren't sufficient to damn us, but sins that, that are still present and therefore prevent us from entering into the heavenly glory or or even any sinful desires that we have we they don't not only do they need to be cleansed but as we were saying earlier as well we want them to be cleansed when when we are when we have a an, a, an, a divine encounter an encounter with god we have that desire to have these these even these sinful desires removed and so purgatory is the the state "Quote unquote place where where that purification occurs." Does that is is that what you were after, Father, with your question? Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah, so so that's what happens there. So, Father, what, but what is so you know again talking about there there are things we know for sure. There there are some things that we were pretty confident about. What is it about purgatory? What, is purgatory painful? I guess purification. You know, we think of being getting clean, and you know, with this, I'm thinking of my kids, and my wife usually does the baths, but sometimes I help. And, no, stop it! I don't like it. And you know, if there's you got a really bad stain, you have to scrub harder, and there's some pain. So, is there pain in purgatory? Can we say that? Uh, yeah, um, although, uh, you know, I, I love that example. I've never thought of it in that way before, but the, the pain of cleansing for children. Yes. You know, especially you think of, like, a young boy, you know, caked in dirt from playing around outside all day. You know, seriously, you know, you want me to take a bath, Mom? Come on, this is horrible. I can't exactly. stand this, right? Yeah. Um, that's, 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 that's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, there is, there is a sense of pain, and the greatest pain is the pain of loss, uh, the pain of realizing that you are not uh, yet in, uh, in heaven. So, it, yeah, it's, it's not the fact that I'm losing the sin that I want or the sinful desire, but I love the gluttony. I don't want to—it's the loss of we don't have what we are made for then, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very much so, right? That you were made for heaven. You were made, uh, although you um, you desire to see God in all His glory, right? Um, and also, you know, I mean, every soul in purgatory, every Christian soul is one who desires to know God, right? I mean, we sing songs, uh, hymns, while wanting to see God, wanting to see Him face to face. But the souls in purgatory, right? Um, they have uh, uh, they have charity. They love God. They adore Him. Um, they have all of uh, God's children, the communion of saints, 
right? Um, and so the, the, this delay of being fully united is uh, the chief suffering of purgatory. Okay, so so the the worst pain of purgatory, the worst suffering, is the fact that I'm not yet in heaven. Is there anything else than in the sense of, of pain or loss that we that we we experience or the souls in purgatory experience? Well, I mean, um, that's sort of the term pulls of purgatory. I think that that's the main one really to focus on in that way. It is it is different from the church is very clear that it's different from the suffering of hell. Okay. Right? Um, uh, cause that's, a, that, that's a suffering without hope. Whereas in purgatory, you have attained hope. Right. Right. We, we yeah. And that's, you know, Father, I had a really interesting conversation with a family member a number of years ago, um, uh, about this point. And although they, they had been Catholic for many years, many, well, 20 years, I think at that point that when they, when they had joined the church, they, they didn't, just the, the point hadn't been either clearly made or they somehow, um, didn't understand that purgatory is um, a, a, a way station. It's it's not a final destination. Purgatory, uh, it, it, at some point or another, and this is an area we're not sure exactly when, uh, but at some point we will enter into heaven. So purgatory is, for lack of a better word, temporary. It, we, we will not remain in purgatory for all eternity. We will get to heaven. And so, as you were saying, it's, it's, we don't really have hope because we are going to be where we want to be. There's no question. There is no other option. If we get to purgatory, the souls in purgatory will be, quote unquote, one day in heaven. And so, so our hope is attained, as, as you were just saying. Right, it, 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 purgatory is a one-way street. Exactly. You know, there's and you can't fail purgatory. You can't flunk <laughs> it. You can't get kicked out. Um, yes. Um, Father, one of my recurring dreams, and I don't know if it's because I, you know, went on to doctoral studies. A recurring dream that I have is I've got to take a final exam, and it's a course that I ha- I don't even remember where the classroom is. So I'm really glad to hear that I'm going to pass the course of purgatory if I get there. Yes, so have no fear, doctoral students. This is one exam you will pass. Yeah, amen. Um, and uh, uh, it, it's, it's dynamic in the sense that it's not static. And so, I mean, purgatory will end. There will be a time when there will be no more place known as purgatory. Purgatory will have served its purpose. Okay. You know, I mean, because after the final judgment, when the time has come for, the, uh, for all the elect to, to enter into heaven, and uh, God brings uh, a curtain down upon this world... Right, and the final judgment and the new heaven and new earth are transformed, there will be no more purgatory. Right, exactly. It will be done. Yep. So after that universal judgment of all the souls. Um, so, uh, right, so it's, it's good to remember that, that it isn't um, that sort of uh, um, waiting place. Or, I mean, that it is a waiting place. It's not a... Um, and even though sometimes, like, you know, some waiting rooms don't seem like that good of a place... Um, the doctor's office surrounded by more germs than you had when you walked in. <laughs> um, uh, there is, your name will be called. Do not fear, though. You will not contract other people's sins or sinful desires in purgatory. It's not that kind of waiting room. Disclaimer. <laughs> yes. So, uh, one, uh, as we're moving towards the end, Father, um, I, I want to talk about praying for and the intercession of the souls in purgatory. But before that, you know, you hear a lot of Catholics say sometimes, and, and, and there's there's a there's a truth to this. You know, I'm just aiming for purgatory. If I can just get to purgatory. But going back to your first point with which we began this episode of ignition. Um, 
don't aim for purgatory. Aim for heaven. Aim for the fullness of sanctity. Aim for heroic virtue. Now, you, we, we may not achieve it. Uh, we, we may encumber ourselves and end up, you know, that we do find ourselves in purgatory when we die. But but the goal, our goal is heaven, right? I mean, do you know, is that, is that, am I making sense that way? No, it, it does make sense. You want to, uh, well, of course, if you name if you aim for nothing, you'll miss it right. uh, every time. Um, but yeah, to have that uh, that real aiming in that regard. Yeah. So so do a don't aim for purgatory. Aim for heaven um, and praise God. If if you know even if we don't make heaven, there's there's always purgatory. Uh, but but the, the souls in purgatory, Father. You know, again, November being this month where in a particular way we we remember the faithful departed. Um, and this is maybe one of the, the the areas of devotion that's that's been lost all the way. I think we're recovering somewhat, um, at least in the Church in the United States over the last few decades. Um, it's a good, holy, and pious thing to pray for the dead. In fact, it's one of the spiritual works of mercy. So it's important that we, I think, on a regular basis, um, and particularly during this month of November that we're entering into, that we pray for those who have gone before us in a general way, but also, I think, in a particular way. So, you know, I, I try to remember on a regular basis and remember in the sense of praying for, uh, remember in my prayers, um, the, the grandparents and great-grandparents who I was privileged to know. Uh, uh, praying for them because we know this communion of saints, we know that our prayers for them can be efficacious, that somehow um, me praying for them can hasten, so to speak, um, their, their, their time in purgatory. Uh, so it's a, a good, holy, and pious thing to do. Anything else you want to say about that, Father? Uh, well, I, I just would echo that uh, that recommendation. Um, and uh, while the, the the souls in purgatory, uh, the churches aren't able to aid themselves in this in that way, uh, they are able to intercede for us. Uh, and so we uh, we can uh, and should be uh, praying for them. Yeah. So we can we can both. Um pray for them, but also seek their intercession. Again, they are departed. Now, we can't, we can't publicly seek the intercession that we, in the same way we do with a blessed or a saint, uh, somebody who's been beatified or canonized, but we can pers- personally, privately, as, as, as you were saying um, before, uh, before we went on the air, you know, somebody who died with the sacraments, we, we, we can have, in a, in a personal, private way, a, a reasonable sense that they're at least in purgatory and therefore seek the intercession, or even more generally, just uh, generally pray. Praying, uh, you know, the souls in purgatory. You know, ask you to intercede for me for X, Y, or Z cause or or, or intention. Yep. Yep. And so I and like I, uh, uh, my dad, who I know had a, a godly death with the sacraments of the church, uh, and I ask uh, him to be uh, to be praying for me. Absolutely. So, Father, we got about a minute left. Any any final parting words of wisdom from you? Uh, trust the church. What, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Oh, no. Well, the church gives you purgatory as a doctrine for your benefit. Trust the church. Yeah, trust the church. And, and as we were saying, uh, as we opened this episode, take advantage of that gift. Again, it's not just something to, to um, uh, 
to prove is true, but it's a truth. It's a reality that we can rejoice in. Uh, there are, uh, you know, a, a number of, of, of excellent books about there, the number of writings from saints about purgatory. The catechism has some reference to it. Um, so that might be something else you want to look at too, to educate yourself more about purgatory. But certainly if nothing else, as we were saying uh, just here uh, in the last couple of minutes, uh, make sure and remember in your prayers, those who, who have died and gone before us um, and, and, feel, and seek their intercession as well. Offer masses for them. Amen. And with that, we will draw this episode of Ignition to a close. Again, feel free to email me with any questions, ideas for future future episodes, or comments. cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.